Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Running Effect podcast with Dominic Schleder. I'm your host, Dominic, and today I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with Australia's Amy Bunnage. Amy is truly a remarkable athlete. Uh, she's so incredibly talented and such a hardworking individual, and you'll see that through her performances on the track and on the grass. She has truly rewritten the history books over the past few years. She's run 209 in the 800, 414 in the 1500, 851 in the 3 k and 1531 in the 5k all as a high schooler it's truly remarkable she will be competing for stanford university this fall in the ncaa system which i absolutely cannot wait to see the incredible things she'll do Today's conversation with her was so fascinating. I asked her a plethora of questions on a very a variety of topics um, from her running to many questions just about Australia, the country in general, and the school system, and all sorts of different things I don't know about that I was like, hey, I'm going to ask her because I'm curious and I'm sure many of you guys are uh, curious about those things as well. I love today's conversation. I walked away learning a lot of new things about Australia as a, as a country and also, yeah, a lot of new things about Amy and her career as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. But before we hop into it, I'd greatly appreciate it if you guys give us a five-star review and a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. And then something all of you guys can do is share the show with a friend, a teammate, a family member. Doing that helps us to grow the show, grow its reach, and hopefully inspire those people in the process. Without further ado, I hope you all enjoy my conversation with the one and only Amy Bunnage. Amy, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. I was going to say, how are you doing this evening? It's morning there. So how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, it, it's a good day. It's a good Sunday. You already had your Sunday. How was your Sunday? You're, you're a day ahead of me. It was nice. I had a run in the morning and then I had work in the afternoon and then it was actually my cousin's fifth birthday. So we had a little celebration for that. What do your days generally look like? Like take me through like a normal day in your life. Well, it's a bit weird I guess at the moment because I finished school in November so I graduated in November and now I guess I'm just kind of waiting before I go to the U.S. for university there um but usually they consist of like getting up early going for a run or going to training um depending on my shifts at work then I'll do a shift um sometimes I do some gym but yeah every day is a little bit different but they're the main things (laughs) Is the Australia system like the U.S. system where like, so the U.S. system's like you go to high school, at least for me, you go to high school from like August through May, and then you have the summer, like June through August is like completely off. Is that the system in Australia? Obviously different months, but is it like school and then like a summer period and then back to school? Yeah, pretty much. So it's kind of like end of January into, I guess, like November, December, um, and then you have a couple of months off the summer and then, yeah keep going in that cycle all my questions are going to be so cliche because i like know very little about (laughs) australia but like what is the seasons in australia like i live in ohio which is like a a unique part of the u.s like california is obviously way different it's warm there like all the time but it's like you know winter like we have seasons broken up is that the same in australia and like what's the weather like there yeah so it's the same i guess it's just like the opposite though so when you guys have winter it'll be summer here and then when it's winter here summer for you guys do you have a particular favorite season in general and then a particular favorite season for running um i like summer in general because all the weather's always nice and you can go to the beach and enjoy it but it's usually pretty warm for running so i prefer maybe like autumn or spring for a 
it's a bit cooler, but、uh, winter's too cold. So, have you been to the United States before, or will this upcoming fall be your first time?、Um, so, I went in year nine for it was like a school trip. So, I haven't been to California yet, but I've been to I guess、um, the East Coast. So, I did New York, Washington, and Boston with a group from school and some teachers. So,、yeah. impressions of the U.S. was it cool? Like, how different is the U.S. from Australia? It's not that different. Okay. Like it kind of just felt like I was in a different city in Australia almost. I feel like New York and Boston. I've never been to either one, so I guess you have a one up on me. <laughs> But those are like very popular, like I don't know, sporadic cities. Like there's a lot going on there. Like where I live, it's like very calm and quiet, and like there's not too much going on.、Um, not that I particularly like that. But like the U.S. is so big that there's like. I don't know. Depending on where you go, it's like so different. Like, is Australia like that? Where like there are specific locations where it's like there's a lot to do and a lot to see,、um, and there are other locations where it's like you'll probably just be running. <laughs> yeah, I guess like the cities are usually pretty busy,、um, but then you can get some pretty remote rural areas with not much at all.、Um, yeah, I usually stick to the cities. Take me through your decision to、uh, decide to come to the U.S. in the NCAA system. Like, what were your options looking like? Did you Um, think through like deciding to stay in Australia. Like, what was your thought process looking like? I guess since year nine, I sort of always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to go over to America to, like, I guess continue my running and my academic studies.、Um, and like here in Australia, you can continue that, but it's a lot harder to make that jump from, I guess, high school to professional running.、Um, whereas in America, you have, I guess, an extra four or five years in the college system. To keep developing as an athlete and just improving yourself before you become an elite, I guess, or if that's the pathway you want to take.、Um, I did consider like a university here, but yeah, I guess the opportunities in the US are just so much larger, and they suited what I wanted to do with my running and also my studies a lot better. And a, a question regarding like the academic side: What does academics look like in Australia? Because in the US we have like preschool, kindergarten. Like elementary school, then middle school, and then like high school, which is like ninth through twelfth grade. Is it similar in Australia or no? Because I like I know people in the UK where like their school system is like completely different. I guess it's similar, or like the school I went to was similar. Like we had junior school, which is like prep to year four, middle school, which is year five to year eight, and then it was sort of like senior school, year nine to twelve. But my school it was a little like is a little bit different. Usually it's like you go to primary school, which is prep to year six, and then you've got a secondary school or high school, which is seven to year twelve. And you talked about being in the midst of.、Uh, are you still in summer or no? Um, it's sort of like the end of summer. Okay,、so、end of summer.、Like、autumn now. Okay, so you talked、yeah. about、uh, graduating in November. So you've kind of been in summer, at least experienced it over the past few months. What are some of your favorite things to do during the summer period, specifically when you're not in school or running? I guess just I live quite close to the beach, so I love going down to the beach、um, and just like enjoying being outside. Like the warm weather, it's always nice to go for a walk or yeah, hang out with friends, do picnics. I enjoy、um, just a couple of different things like that, but mainly outside and enjoying the weather. What do you think are some of the biggest things you'll miss about Australia?、Um, I guess the biggest thing will definitely be my friends and family.、Um, It'll be definitely hard to like leave them behind, but I'm kind of excited like to head over to the US because I know I'll be able to make new relationships like with my teammates and peers,、um, and yeah, create a different family over there. 
So going back in time, can you take me through young Amy and when she first got started in the sport of running? And in addition to that, what your first impressions of the sport were? Uh, okay. Well, so I started probably around like the age of eight. Um, it was when my brother convinced me to do Lou Athletics, which is like a weekly competition at a local track where you get to kind of try a whole range of events. Um, I guess I always enjoyed the longer races. So naturally I started to progress and do a little bit of training for them. Um, and then I guess from there, I just started running more and more. Like I always did kind of a whole bunch of sports. So I played soccer, I did swimming, um, I did triathlon for a while. Um, and then naturally like progressed into more just focusing on running um, because that's what I seem to enjoy the most. At what point did it go from merely participating in the sport, like just being a runner, to then realizing like, hey, I can take my talents to the next level and be one of the best in my country for my age? Um, probably quite young because I guess I made my first, like over here we had like national championships for cross country and I made the first, or like my first time making that was when I was 10. So that was kind of like, ooh, I enjoy this, like I can do this. Um, but like when I started taking it properly seriously is maybe like year eight, so like 13, 14 years old. Um, and then I guess we had COVID, but after COVID, I guess I've been pretty serious about it since. And thinking back to your years within the sport, almost like the past 10 years of participating in the sport, what are some of the favorite parts about running that like you cherish the most? Um, I just love the training, the process. I love every Tuesday, like meeting my group. Um, it's kind of like my favorite part. It's a social outing, but it's just so much fun getting to run with other people um, and just enjoying the sport and being able to train you know, for a run every day. Like no two runs are ever the same. Do you enjoy, you know, the track workouts and the tempo runs more than the easy runs? Or do you enjoy like the easy runs where you can just like not really worry about the pace and, and go for a run? Or do you enjoy those like intense sessions? My favorite sessions are like the tempos and like the longer efforts. So I always enjoy them. Like I like track work, but <laughs> it's not too bad. And yeah, I always enjoy an easy run or a long run where you can not worry about anything and just run as a group. And... In the US, how the system is structured is like, we have high school, so ninth graders will compete with 12th graders. I'm sure you know all this. How is Australia like formulated from a competition standpoint? Are you competing with other girls who are like in the same age group, or is it a little bit different where like everyone competes against each other? Um, depending on which sort of pathway you go, like for nationals, usually it's um, age group based, so like under 16 or under 17, under 18. So it's usually just the girls who are uh, or people who are born in your year level or your year. Um, but then for like school competitions, I used to compete with like year sevens to year twelves. Um, but yeah, usually it's like age group based. And then what has your family thought about like your dedication and interest in the sport? Like how has their perspective shifted on the sport as you've started to get more serious and be like, hey, I'm going out for like my run today. Like what, at what point did they realize like, oh, Amy's really serious about this sport? Probably like after COVID, like that was when I really started focusing, getting a lot better. Training was a lot more like routine based and consistent. Um, and they kind of just follow me and always are there if I need support or anything like that. Yeah, they're willing to help me out in any way possible. Um, so I guess they've just been a huge support in anything that I do. If I didn't run, they'd still be 
that supportive. Or how crucial has it been to have a, a strong support system around you, whether it's your family or your friends, just people or training partners, like people who have been able to push you and help you get to the next level? What have those people meant to you? Awesome having people around like part of the sport. It's social and like that's what I really enjoy, helping other people as well as myself. I guess we bring everyone up together and like we can help people out and they can help us. Like it just, yeah, everyone helps each other. At what point in your career and life did you realize that running in America in the NCAA system was a possibility or even existed? Well, probably around year nine, as I said earlier, but I guess for me, like my process like when I started reaching out and things like that was around year 11. So I guess that's my second last year of high school. Um, but that was when it sort of became more real. What schools were you most interested in and ultimately talk through Stanford? What made it stand out and ultimately what made you decide to go there? I guess I wanted to be sort of based on the West Coast. So I just felt like it was a little bit better being like one flight home. Um, There's a couple of schools, but ultimately Stanford was the one that appealed to me on all levels. Like it had a great team, great coaches, um, but then there's so many opportunities, both athletically and academically, where I can like pursue whatever I want, really. Um, and I guess the climate is very similar to home. So that was also very appealing. I'm not very good with the cold. I think there are many examples, but the one most forefront in my mind is Jess Hall, uh, an example of an Australian runner who came over to the NCAA system and really thrived in it and became a better runner as a result of it. How much have those people meant to you in terms of like looking up to them? Like, oh, I want to do what you did in the NCAA and like um, almost as you explore the option of the NCAA, viewing those people as like, oh, they did it. Like I should, I should go explore that possibility. Jess Hall is definitely someone who... I'm inspired by her completely. She's an amazing athlete, but she's also just an amazing person. Um, I've been, oh, I've had the opportunity to race her a couple of times now, just in a couple of Australia, like Australian races. And at the end, she's always just so happy, so animated. Um, she just loves the sport. She loves like the people. She loves the fans. And yeah, it's just awesome to see how she's progressed from such an amazing college athlete into an even more amazing elite athlete. And yeah, she's an inspiration, I guess. Within your own running career, is there a specific distance you think you're best at or are looking forward to trying in the NCAA or like want to focus on? Yes, I like it all. <laughs> I just love running, but the longer usually seems to suit me better. So I've only raced one 5K, but I loved it. Um, and so probably towards like a 5K runner. Maybe eventually, not yet, not anytime soon, but like I'd love to do a marathon and compete in that. Wow. Um, but I also do love the 1500s and like the 3Ks. They're kind of like my sweet spot at the moment. Um, but yeah, any distance really. I just love to race. I love to run. and I'm, Yeah. Take me through what like a normal week of training looks like for you. Like Sunday through Saturday, what does it look like? I guess. So I start my week usually on Mondays. Monday, okay. <laughs> but a lot of people do. Monday I just start it on is, Sunday. <laughs> Monday is usually just like an easy job, just kind of recovering from usually a Sunday long run or and getting ready for like a Tuesday session. Um, so yeah, Monday, easy run. Tuesday, uh, usually like a track workout or just a session. Um I usually do about like 6K worth of hard work. And then there's obviously the warm up and cool down on either side of that. Um, Wednesday, 
is usually similar to Monday, so just like an easy run again. Um, and then depending on my schedule for the week and things like that, I do usually like a threshold kind of workout either Thursday or Friday, um, just depending on how things work out with the week. Um, and then depending on which day I do that threshold on, the other day is usually like a rest day or an easy day. Um, Saturdays usually just another jog, and then Sundays a long run. Over the past few months, you've ran such incredible performances. I guess it, let's start all the way back to a special performance on your own home turf. Uh, the World XC Championships happened to be in Australia this past year. Before we dive into that race, um, what was it like even being named on the team, making the team, and having that incredibly prestigious event that happens all throughout the world happen in your own homeland? I guess it was incredible to be named on an Australian team and to do it in my home country was just made it even better. Um, it was something sort of in the back of my mind. I guess the championships was supposed to be originally in 2021. So I sort of have been looking at it for like, I guess, two years because it kept getting postponed and postponed. Um, so when it came around finally this year, yeah, I was so excited about it. And just, yeah, to be able to do it on home turf with so many Australians like on the course and supporting just made the experience even better. I'm curious, are all Australian cross-country courses that hard or was it just that one specifically? <laughs> because it looked brutal. That was brutal. That was the hardest course I've ever experienced. Like we've had hard ones in the past, but that was just next level. And then if I'm not mistaken, you didn't have the race you expected or wanted to have. How did you kind of use that as fuel and motivation going into the track season? I guess, yeah, I definitely didn't perform how I wanted. Like I didn't finish. Um, but it just, yeah, I had to reset just and go for it in track season. I knew I was fit. I knew I was in form. I just didn't have the race I wanted to at all on the day. Um, I could have sat and dwelled on it and kind of ended my season there, but I used it to, I guess, run some really good track races and just, yeah, get the best out of myself. Yeah, going deeper into that, what is maybe the biggest lesson, one biggest lesson you learned from that disappointing performance? Um, well, I learned that I need to be a lot more prepared when it's going to be that warm. Like it was an extremely warm race, even for me coming from Australia, um, where I'm from, it does not get that warm or it's not consistently that warm. So that was a big shock to the system. Um, and I guess it's just, you're going to have the bad ones and there's going to be some bad races, but it's using those to appreciate the good ones um, and to yeah come back stronger. So this past track season, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these times, but I think the most striking, incredible performance was you ran 8.51 in the 3K. Take me behind that performance in race day and everything that happened within the race. That was the most fun I've ever had in a race, I think. It was at the Sydney Track Classic, and it was, I guess, an open age race. So it was, I guess Jess Hull was in this race. Um, there was a couple of other amazing Aussie athletes, and I just was super excited about it. I was calm. I was just ready to go. I knew I was in good form. Um, and just the atmosphere, the fans and things like that made it an, an amazing event. And yeah, I just had so much fun running and I felt so good. And the time was just out of this world. Like, I guess I wanted to break nine, but 8.51, that was a pretty good bonus. How meaningful is a performance like that to you? I think you had races before that. Um, but like coming off of that cross country race, that was a disappointment. How meaningful was it to you to run such an astronomically fast time for you? Like, what did that mean to you? Um, 
almost like the the sweep the the performance the performances mean all the more when you have rough performances. Um, so what did that performance mean to you coming out of the cross country season? I guess it just gave me confidence again. Like I was in a little bit of doubt. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be able to roll. Like I just wasn't feeling like myself running. But that race really showed me that this is what I want to do. And I enjoy the competitive, like I enjoy the racing and I can be competitive. And then we've talked about Jess a few times in this episode. What's it like to toe the line with not only just a professional runner, but Jess, who's like, you know, she's running in the Olympics, she's running in the world championships. Like, how does your mindset shift, like, when you're stepping on the line next to, like, an idol of yours? I guess we were in the call room and she goes, oh, I'm going to run 68s. So she had a pacer and things like that. I'm like, okay, that's, like, a bit quick for me, but okay. Um, anyway they go off and their first lap is more like 65 and it was like my first lap was 68 I'm like whoa um but it's just crazy the level she is she made it look so easy running 831 solo um but yeah it's definitely the level I aspire to get to she's an incredible athlete and it's awesome to be able to experience a race with her Another performance this past season was you ran 15.31 in the 5K. I want to say that was after the 3K performance. Take me through that race. Yeah, so that was at Nationals. Um, That was actually my first ever 5K on the track. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, Like, I knew I could do pretty well, but, yeah, it was definitely a long way because I'm used to running 3Ks. But I just tried to sort of lock into a pace we had sort of 74, 75 second laps in mind. And I think I pretty much hit the splits every lap, which was pretty cool. But yeah, that was a different experience. Um, It's something I definitely want to continue racing and I'd love to have people around me. I guess I was pretty much just solo for the 5K, but yeah, I enjoyed it. How do you mentally will yourself forward in a race like the 5K or the 3K where inevitably maybe halfway or right after halfway, it's going to get really hard and your brain's going to start to play tricks on you like slow down or like this is too fast. Um, like how do you mentally will yourself forward to end up running those really, really fast times when it, when it's really difficult in the middle of the race? Like how do you push yourself forward? I guess I just keep running, but <laughs> I sometimes seem to just zone out and just like kind of lock into a pace and just try and get to the line. Um, yeah, there's not much to it. Just <laughs> I love that. I love that. Simple mindset, simple mindset. Um, is your track season over currently or do you have more races on the schedule? And like, what does the time period from now, which is April, uh, to like August when you'll August, September, when you'll go to Stanford, like, what does that time period look like for you? What are you looking to do? Yeah. So I guess nationals was the end of like the Australian domestic season. Um, but I'm actually coming over to the U.S. in two weeks to race really? a 5K. Yeah, um, it was sort of like a trip. I'm going to go visit campus and then get a race to as like a bonus in there. Um, but that will sort of be the end of my track season, I think. And then it's kind of technically cross-country here, but I'll probably use it more as just like a base training, kind of just build a good and solid base before I head over to the U.S. because that will be cross-country as well. Are you looking to do like U20 World Championships or any of those things in the summer? Or are you uh, just focused on like that base training phase? Um, I don't think there's U20s this year. Oh, okay. But I know next year there's cross country again and for under 20 and I'll still be of age and I'm very keen to, I guess, redeem myself <laughs> in the cross country under 20 World Championships. 
and yeah, get a solid result result on the board that's a bit better than a DNF. Where did uh where where's the championships next year? Croatia. Croatia. Wow. So uh, I guess a question for you: How cool has it been to? Uh, have this passion of yours which is running you know literally take you places throughout the world like I, I know you're going to Stanford so like that's the connection of coming over to the U.S. but like you're you know flying thousands of miles away to race a 5k like how cool is it that the sport like has unlocked these opportunities for you to travel throughout the world? Oh it's amazing like I remember the first time I got to travel interstate to race and now it's like I'm traveling to a completely different country to race an event it's yeah it's incredible being able to like go places and see the world um just through running um what was i gonna say oh the times you're running right now would put yourself like as one of the top runners in the ncaa what are your expectations going into the ncaa and do you feel like any extra pressure and if so how do you deal with that pressure being so fast so young i guess i'm just excited to have people around me in races and um just work off each other to keep running even faster like it's just exciting the level of competition in the NCAA the depth and yeah being a part of that is super exciting for me um and yeah it's an opportunity that I'm really looking forward to I know you're so young your career so young but what are some of the experiences and things you want to accomplish before you hang up the spikes one day or I guess you said you're interested in marathon so road racing shoes one day um I guess I want to see how far I can take this sport, like see how I go in college and then um, progressing to hopefully making like some open senior Australian teams and maybe an Olympics or maybe Commonwealth Games, World Championships. But yeah, just to see how far I can go in the sport. So we talked about Jess Hall. Are there any other runners like professional runners or runners within the NCAA that you look up to or particularly enjoy following their career? I guess someone like Caitlin Dewey, like I've heard a lot about her. But she's just doing incredible things in the NCAA. Um, and yeah, it's definitely like someone I aspire to like be like when I get over to America. She's so strong um, in all races in cross country and like 1500s and things like that. But yeah, probably her. And I guess just the current um, middle distance runners in Australia, like there's so many strong up and coming and yeah, established runners like on the women's side. And yeah, it's just so inspiring to be a part of that generation. And one final serious question for you. Uh, for a listener listening right now who looks up to you and, and sees the performances, whether it's the 851 or the 1531 or like the you know championships you have, and one day wants to go after those things and run those times and win those medals and uh, championships as well, what would you tell to that runner or athlete listening right now who wants to accomplish some of the things you have within the sport? I guess it would be to keep enjoying the sport. That's the most important thing. Keep enjoying what you're doing and keep showing up, keep being consistent. Like consistency is what gets results or that's how I've seen it um, firsthand with myself. But yeah, keep putting those weeks together and enjoying what you're doing, enjoying the process. I said that was going to be my final serious question, but <laughs> you, you added more substance there. So I have to go off of it. I think within this interview, something I've taken away is that you genuinely love the sport you have so much fun doing it and you get really excited about it like even this conversation i can tell you like you get excited to talk about the sport and the different experiences i think a lot of people as they get faster and faster it kind of takes the joy and fun out of it as they get more serious how important and crucial has that been for you to keep enjoying it and keep having fun while doing it 
I guess it's the most important part. Um, if you're not enjoying it, you're probably not going to perform as well as you like. Like you've got to get excited about racing and training um, because that's when you do your best, when you're happy and having fun with it. And one final serious question, or not one final serious question for you. One final question for you. The question I ask every guest on the show at the end of every episode. If you had Gordon Ramsay coming over for dinner, what would you choose to make for him? Um, Probably some kind of pasta. Okay. I guess. Maybe like some ravioli or something. Is that Okay, another question for you. Uh, what is like a special food in Australia that you particularly enjoy? And what's a food in the US that you maybe had that's like really unique to you that you enjoyed? In Australia, and this is something I'm definitely going to miss, but we have this cereal called Reetbix. And like, it's just the best cereal. <laughs> um, it's like, I don't really know how to describe it, but you just like, put it in a bowl with milk and then you add some fruit, yogurt, like it's, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss that next year. Oh, well, later this year. Um, but in America, probably bagels. Bagels. Like, I'm excited. You haven't. You bagels. don't have those in Australia. <laughs> we do, but I just feel like they'd be so much better in America. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, they are good. I love. I love bagels. So, Amy, this uh, this conversation has been so much fun. I can't wait to have you in the U.S. in my home turf and uh, more normal like schedule. We'll probably be able to do more interviews when we're not like 15 hours apart. But appreciate you. Appreciate you uh, doing the podcast. And best of luck with all upcoming endeavors. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Running Effect with Dominic Schleter. I don't take your time for granted, and I hope that today's episode impacted you and left you walking away inspired and all the more motivated to chase after your biggest goals and walking away a better version of yourself. Make sure you're following the podcast, have given us a five-star review, and consider sharing with a friend. Through that, we can reach new people and hopefully inspire them in the process. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at The Running Effect to stay up to date on all the exciting projects and all the new episodes coming out. Generally, we release two to three episodes per week, so stay tuned for all of those coming your way shortly. I hope you're running and life is going well. Guys, keep chasing mastery, and I will catch you in next episode.